This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled to be joined today by Debbie Pasley. Debbie's the Chief Nurse Executive at the Christus Health System. The Christus Health System is one of the great systems in the country in terms of just a magnificent health system, faith-based, and also an, an ethos of compassion that I view as second to none in terms of taking care of everybody that needs care, uh, both in the United States, Latin America as well. Just a magnificent health system. It, it, Debbie's going to talk to us today about being a chief nurse executive, really in a time of tremendous staff stress. Debbie, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about the Christus Health System? <clears throat> Certainly. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm Debbie Pasley, as you as you already identified. I I have the honor of leading nursing um, within Christus, both domestically and and um, in our ministries in Latin America. Um, our system is uh, blessed to be able to reach out and care for so many communities with over 45,000 associates, um, more than 60 hospitals, and more than 15,000 physicians on our medical staff. Um, we have uh, greater than $6.8 billion in total assets under management, and that means that we have the honor of serving people with those assets. Um, so it, it's an honor to work for Christus. Uh, as I noted, we, we um, talk about the people who are part of the team as our associates, and I think that that's felt in our culture every day. Uh, we're a team. We're one family. And, and take a moment, Don. You've been operating as the leader of the nursing team, which is thousands and thousands of people, through a time of tremendous stress. Talk a little bit about what that's been like and some lessons learned from leading nursing through a time of tremendous stress and challenges. No, I, I, it's easy to say their stress is our stress, but I know that the um, caregivers on the front line actually touching those we serve are under stress that those of us who are in the background um, trying to support it can't even imagine some days. Um, we have had caregivers. We've lost caregivers in the process. So we've had teams that suffer not only for those they are losing that are their patients, but also members of their own team that they're losing. Um, from our perspective, um, we've had to learn multiple new ways to get caregivers to the bedside. We've had caregivers live to or leave us to go uh, travel. Uh, there have been some very lucrative opportunities for them, and they've felt the need to take advantage of this time to support their families in a greater way. But what that's done is reduce the number of people at the bedside in our own organizations. Fortunately, our, our the state of Texas and now Louisiana has tapped into national resources uh, to reinforce our efforts to staff every bed possible. Um, but it it it. Some days you feel a little like a hamster on a wheel. You keep running, and things keep keeps coming off. Um, but thankfully, we have been able to meet the challenges and continue forward, and you know, not um, not shirking from our responsibility of caring for everyone. Our mission is extending the healing ministry of Jesus Christ, and we've been able to do that to far more people uh, than in the past because of the need. And, and, and take a moment, Don. I mean, what a, what a kudos to you, leaders like yourself, 
and to the entire nursing community through their efforts through this pandemic. It's almost like going into the face of battle, the face of risk every single day, and yet performing. Talk a little bit about any lessons you've learned over the last 18 months. No, I I think I was surprised at how many people would uh, pack their bags and leave their homes um, for uh, salary dollars. But um, the other thing that was so surprising to me was early in the pandemic when even localities um, sort of shut the doors, barred everything, lock it, you know, lock it all out, and you know, barring families from being in our facilities. And I believe that our caregivers felt that stress, and we know that patients suffered from that. Um, at Christmas, we took a little bit different tack. Instead of um, we just, you know, taking things at face value. Uh, we explored the governmental directives that came out and said, wow, they're not saying no one. They're saying essential support person. And how do we use that to make a better care environment for those we serve and their families and for our associates? So we were early in the process of putting families back together, even with COVID. We found safe ways to have people be with loved ones. We kind of have a five phrase, no, no one dies alone. We make certain that we can bring in um, the essential support persons, keep them safe. But, you know, especially at the end of life, we find ways to make things. Families together is important to the caregivers as well, because those families can provide a zone of safety, telling you medications that a patient has reacted to in the past, and they can't tell you that, uh, telling you things about the patients that make their care safer, and certainly um, comforting their loved one in a way that we cannot. Um, so that the lesson learned was always question, explore every directive to determine where the leeway is, and to do everything we can do to be patient. Thank you so much. And what a fascinating set of lessons and the importance of that support system from the family and just the entire care journey and, and care effort is it can't be understated. So say overstated. So thank you very, very much for that point as well. David, when you look at this year, we're towards the end of 2021, moving to 2022. I mean, in, in one of the areas that Chris is so strong in, which is the state of Texas, just sort of working through one of the worst surges we've seen yet. When you come out of that surge, as you look coming to that surge, as you look at the end of this year, what are you most focused on and excited about as you sort of regroup for 2022? You know, I think we are excited about using our lessons learned um, to transform our future with things like, um, you know, we've learned how to use non-traditional caregivers more broadly. Um, we have our nursing shortage has grown at an escalated rate. We're not going to have the registered nurses tomorrow that we have today. Um, it's not about how much you pay them. I mean, we, you can't buy registered nurses these days. Um, so then how do we have those registered nurses practice at top of license and use others to support them so that we can continue um, the ill in, in our communities? Um, we've learned how to orient on board quickly with the governmental resources that we've had. We've learned the nurses 
that we just heard about yesterday and have them oriented to practice safely in our facilities tomorrow. Um, and then how to expand and contract our services quickly as the demand grows and, and needs to contract in some areas while we grow in another. Um, we're excited about um, the creation of our own uh, mobility team. We have been able to attract nurses into a team of folks that we can move around our system to wherever the, the surge is occurring. Um, we've, uh, you know, we we were talked about this for years, but with the needs of the pandemic, we made it happen and made it come true. And we see those folks as integral to our ability to meet challenges. Um, we're also working on new models to develop newly licensed nurses. We now, with the with the uh, complexity gap growing, we have sicker patients and we have less experienced nurses to mentor and act as preceptors to newly licensed nurses. We need to take advantage of every newly licensed nurse who would like to be a part of our team. So we have um, we're looking at new models and how do we precept them? How do we mentor? and develop newly licensed nurses so that in a year they will have attained everything they could have attained in a time when there were more experienced nurses than they, you know, there were more of them than there were of the newly licensed nurses. Um, so, you know, lots of new learnings, um, throwing away a lot of things that we just assumed to be the case, um, you know, like long time frames to orient or onboard people. You know, we, we've had to learn how to safely practice without those long time frames um, and recognize that many of the things that we saw as constraints in years gone by really can be uh, molded and, and uh, worked with to create what will work for us today. Fantastic. Debbie, I want to thank you for just tremendous effort as a leader of nurses through this period of time. Just amazing. And obviously, I want to thank you for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What an amazing career and effort uh, over your career, and particularly this last 18 to 24 months. Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you. Take care.